At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Davis Maddock. I am joined by Jacob Sanderson here on a, a bright and early Thursday morning. And, and we are here to discuss something that is so near and dear to our hearts, which is the FFPC Playoff Challenge. Uh, you can register for these for $35 or $200. We are going to do two of the $35 teams here today. Jacob. For those who have not played in this contest, uh, give them the explanation of what we are doing, the rules, and sort of the general strategy. Well, you're going to regret that in about 20 seconds when I start explaining why I love this contest so much. But my first ever introduction to fantasy sports was going to my dad's hockey pool in every April where you would go and it's a playoff draft. And the key is, you know, you're drafting the players. It's like a 20 round draft. But really what you're doing is drafting the teams because obviously you want the players from the teams that advance the farthest. And I remember even as like a seven-year-old, I'd be like, these guys are nonsense. They're taking players from the Blues. They're taking players from the Predators. They're playing each other in the first round. What are these jabronis doing? And then when I got introduced to this contest, like 10 years later, it just hit me right in the same warm and fuzzy place because what you do is you have to make essentially 14 draft choices, but you you make a team full of 12 players. That includes one quarterback, one tight end, two running backs, two receivers, four flexes. So a total of 10 skill players, plus a kicker, plus defense, and two uh, what we generally call hard fades. So teams that you're not selecting anything from. And so if you start thinking about that, what really happens is, You're picking a skill player from every team that you think is going to win a game. You're picking a skill player from two teams that you think is going to lose a game, or there's two games where you don't need to pick the winner of necessarily. And then you're you're fading four teams entirely where you're either picking nobody or you're picking a kicker or you're picking their defense. And you're saying this team's not long for the playoffs. Um, And I think what's fun about this tournament or they that. are long for the playoffs and the that is a team that gets there with a lot of kicking points and has weird distributions of skill position points or a team with an insanely good defense. I mean, it has not panned out that way historically, but I am open to the possibility that, for example, if the Cleveland Browns were to make one of the most improbable Nick Foles-esque hmm. runs of all time, that their defense could be in the optimal. There is one team that I have like compellingly made 
the affirmative case to play their defense in this tournament um, for, for the first time. So we'll, we'll get to talking about them, but um, generally speaking, like I would say that the, the big errors and how people play this tournament and why I think it's super exploitable is that a, some people just like, don't play remotely rationally. They'll look at it and be like, well, I want to play a dolphin and a chief. Cause I don't know who's going to win that game. And I want to play, a... No, that's like literally the exact opposite wrong way to do it is that each individual, well, those coin flip games. So like, for example, I view Rams lions as a coin flip. Um, yeah. I don't think the, I don't think the line is that way. I think the lines are favored by like five. I haven't looked, I haven't looked yet no, today. No, it's not that high. I think it's like a field goal. So I view that as like a straight. In fact, I actually think the Rams are just going to win that game. I agree with you. Yeah. So in a lot of these playoff contests, three, the yeah. best, the best ball drafts, the 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 playoff challenge the nfc has a game which is honestly like pretty complex and uh is a different you 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 repick each round you are able to you are able to drop players and add players on the nfc i I really like that contest but on the ffpc a great thing to do is to just i mean actually this is just the easiest way to do it each one you fill out should have a bracket don't don't try and yes, middle it. Correct. Play to a bracket. Now, another key thing, and this is a lesson that we have learned um, really in DFS this season, which is that going so far away from the right. optimal, going so you know you're you're fading McCaffrey and you are picking the fourth most owned Bill, and you have you know, Rashi Rice instead of Kelsey or Pacheco or Mahomes and you don't play Tyreek Hill and you throw a Steeler in there when they're like a billion point dog. It's like, no, you are too far away. There are not enough entries in any of these contests that that would, um, you know, uh, sim appropriately. So I think a, a good place to start before we get into building a team is just what the optimal lineup would be I think the optimal think lineup. I'm pretty yeah. positive outside of maybe one spot. What I think it'll look like. Let's go. What What do you What do you What do you got? Well, CD is going to be the most owned player in this entire tournament. I think we can start there. Correct. That's going to be like I would be surprised, frankly, if he comes in like under ninety percent. And I think that's fine. I think he is the the both the highest owned player in the tournament, and of all of the high owned players in the tournament, the one with the thinnest path to fade being successful um i think your next highest owned player in this tournament is probably christian mccaffrey i think most uh lineups are going to come pretty loaded the quarterback is where things become interesting i expect the most owned quarterback is going to be lamar jackson um but i also everyone has a different opinion on this very highly owned as well and i wouldn't be like extremely shocked if if josh allen was the highest owned quarterback but i I do expect it to be Lamar. What's what's your what's your take on that? FFPC boomers do not like Lamar and are much more likely to click Josh Allen and Justin Tucker than they are to click Lamar and Stephon Diggs, I think. I I disagree. I think that people are not going to feel comfortable taking the kicker of the team with the best record in the NFL. I just think that that's going to be a struggle for them. And I think that there's no easy alternative to click on Baltimore among their skill players. Like I don't even, I'll I'll get into why I think Zay Flowers is like objectively a really bad pick in this tournament, but 
But um, I think even without actually doing the analysis, if I'm just boomering it up and I'm looking at like, would I rather have Josh Allen and Zay Flowers or Lamar Jackson and Stephon Diggs? Like, I just think Boomer Brain is, is clicking out as clicking Jackson and Diggs like seven times out of 10. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's wrong. So, like, I, I've got a little sheet with, like, ownership guesses. I know Corrine just unveiled uh, the the Boomer yeah. Opto. Um, you guys can listen to Ship Chasing or check that stuff out on Legendary Upside. But the, the ownership guesses I'm working off of have Lamar at 55% and have Josh Allen. Let's see, where is he on this sheet? I have him at 45%. So... It's like basically a coin flip either way. Well, I think so you're projecting 0% ownership on every other quarterback. Uh oh, this is the NF this is the NFFC sheet, my bad. Uh where yeah, never mind. I don't have I don't have my FFPC sheet up. So the I NFFC would say some, I would say something like 50 40 is what I'm thinking because and then like I'm thinking like 50 40 maybe a little less than that. Like I think there's actually only four viable quarterback clicks in this tournament. I think that anything outside of Allen, Jackson, Mahomes, and Herbs is pretty stone dead. What about Birdie, man? So the reason why, and this is this is important because I've seen a lot of people float other quarterbacks or talk to you about other quarterbacks. And the big key to this tournament is relative scoring, right? So right. it's not just about the raw points. It's you're picking one player from every team. So there's an opportunity cost to every pick. In that when you pick Brock Purdy, that means you don't pick Christian McCaffrey. If you pick Dak Prescott, that means you don't pick CeeDee Lamb. The reason why like Purdy and Dak are, I think, very thin picks is, is it is it possible that they get to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Um, and quarterback's high scoring position, so you want your quarterback to get to the Super Bowl usually. Um, is it possible they outscore their teammates? It, it is possible. But what's really tough is like, if you get to the Super Bowl with Purdy or Dak and either of Allen or Jackson are in the Super Bowl with you, the odds that over those four games that Purdy or Dak are outscoring Lamb or McCaffrey by a higher margin than Allen or Jackson are outscoring like Diggs or Zay Flowers, it's just it's just not a high probability. So you're you're probably hoping if you're playing a Purdy or a Dak team that A, they outscore their teammate, and B, that their opponent in the Super Bowl is probably like Miami or Cleveland, like one of those teams in which their quarterback is also not particularly likely to outscore. Or, or just that Baltimore loses early, and or and that Lamar did not and go nuts. Early. I mean, look, you know, I, I think the NFC side of the bracket is solved, like the 49ers, unless, yeah. unless someone gets hurt or like a bomb goes off. Um, the 49ers are just going to be in the Super Bowl. I, I actually think the market, I actually think you could make a profitable bet right now, like a theoretically profitable bet on the 49ers to win the NFC. You know, the, the Cowboys, you know, no disrespect. I, I think Cowboys are fine, but they are not in the same league. And I don't know, you know, if I thought the Eagles were healthy and if I thought the Eagles were close to the team they were last year, sure, like whatever. I, I think the Eagles are being a little bit underrated by the market right now. Like people are just like, oh, the Buccaneers are gonna the Buccaneers are gonna smash through the Eagles. And I, I'm not that confident in that. The AFC, I mean, honestly, you could tell me any story about the AFC other than the Steelers being the representative for the AFC. I think right. I'd believe literally anybody. 
Well, I think if you're playing Purdy, a story you need to tell is a Miami or a Cleveland story. Because even even the Chiefs, like like the Chiefs being bad this year, part of the effect of the Chiefs being bad this year is that Mahomes is probably now even more more likely to outscore his teammates on a deep yeah. run because it's it's going to be pretty split up between Kelsey and Rice um, and the rest with this passing game. So, like if you're playing a Purdy team and they play the Chiefs. Purdy is a big dog versus Mahomes to be the optimal quarterback. If they play the Bills, he's a big dog to Allen. If they play the Ravens, he's a big dog to Lamar. Like, I think the only spot where it works out is like Tua would be just about as likely to get outscored by Tyreek as Purdy is by CMC. So you're you're fully in the fight if Miami somehow gets there. And Flacco, I mean, I don't know, but he could easily get outscored by Njoku or, or Cooper, um, especially with double points in the Super Bowl. So I think that's what you're playing for. That's why I think it's thin. Um, we've gotten off track, but I, I think, yeah, I think Lamar, McCaffrey, CD. Um, I think I'm trying to figure this now through seeds. Um, Diggs, I think probably um, then just becomes like the de facto opto bill. If you're picking Lamar, I Kelsey. think Kelsey, despite, I mean, I, I'll, we'll get into Kelsey. I, I think he is the single biggest, best fade in this tournament and like the worst click in this tournament but i do think he'll be in the optimal lineup yeah um uh then i'm not entirely sure who the representative from the browns and the texans game will be in the optimal lineup i'm guessing probably in joku and nico but those will be heavy those will be both hard and soft fade teams for a lot of people yeah so one of them gets in the opto, but I don't really know who. If, if, if I had to guess, it might be Nico, just because anyone who clicks a Texan clicks Nico. Nico or the Browns, Browns defense. Like, I think more people click Browns than Texans, but, like, skill players. But since the Browns will be pretty split between Cooper and Joku, whereas, like, everyone who clicks a Texan will click Nico, um, or at least a Texan skill player. Then um, Tyree Kill, he's getting in the opto for sure. No stealer is getting in the opto. Uh correct. The the then, most or, the most hard faded teams will be the seven seeds. It'll be the Packers and the Steelers. Yeah, correct. And then uh yeah, McCaffrey, uh CeeDee Lamb, um Amon Ra. Yes. AJ Brown, assuming that he plays. And like is like clearly going to play. We'll get in there, but that's it's kind of so. I think I think it's crazy. I was talking about this with Easy yesterday. I I think that um, actually a fair chunk of lineups, more so than you would ever have anticipated, will be either hard or soft fades of the Eagles because Devonta Smith is banged up, AJ Brown is banged up, Jalen Hurts has stunk and has been banged up. No one wants to click Swift. It'll be a lot of. I think it'll be a lot of Jake Elliott. And AJ Brown will be the eagle that people click, but I I think 20, 25% of lineups maybe don't have an eagle at all or something like that. Like probably a higher percentage of my lineups. Yeah. Yeah. See, every, no one wants to play the Eagles. Everyone's, everyone's just like, the Eagles suck. They can't, the Buccaneers, you know, they stink. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, but I do think AJ Brown makes it in there, assuming he gets like uh, a legitimate practice in and people aren't actually yeah. curious if he's going to play or not and then um oh uh kyron williams that'll be the other running back slot oh um, yeah he, he's gonna be super chalk packers hard fade and then i think that leaves us with the bucks probably like the bucks defense 
Um, and then probably the Browns or probably Bucks kicking, I guess. And then the Browns defense. Um, I think that gets into our optimal, but I think like zooming out a little bit, I think generally what's going to happen is people are going to play the KC and the Miami game both ways. They're going to play the Rams and the Lions both ways. They're going to hard fade the Steelers and the Packers, and they're going to pick one of Njoku, Cooper, or Collins, and then the defense or the kicker from the other side. And they're going to pick one of A.J. Brown, Rashad White, Chris Godwin. Well, not really Chris Godwin. A.J. Brown, Rashad White, and Mike Evans. And they're going to play the kicker from the other side. Yeah, I think that I think that is all correct. Um, all right, let's let's build, let's build a team. Uh, we we will register here for a. I actually have two teams. Do you have any are... like firm like stamps or like takes that you think? Because I, I wrote up my team by team breakdowns yeah, D- last D- night. Debo Debo is my biggest leverage. Like one, you play Debo, you are immediately in like only 30% of your opponents, maybe less than that. And yeah. So 20% of your opponents can beat you. Right. If, yeah. if that ends up being correct. So it ends up going from a, what an, a 10,000 entry field to a 2000 entry tournament that you need to win. Uh, if you end yeah, up being depending correct. on which one 7,800 for the 200 and 16,000 for the two, for the 35. Sure. So dramatically and look, McCaffrey outscores Debo in a three-game sample. A random three-game sample, not as much as the ownership discrepancy is going to be. You know, the ownership discrepancy is going to be like uh, 80 to 5 or 10 or something, right? Because that's the other thing is the 49ers have other guys you'd like to play, right? Ayuk, Kittle, you know, Purdy will be 2-3% or whatever, the defense, like, I don't know, maybe gets to 1%, but it's not like, it's not going to be 80-20 just McCaffrey and just Debo. And not only do you have the random three-game sampling, but Debo could completely be, he could have a 50 fantasy point game, like, in the Super Bowl. He could be, yes. he could he could have a multiplier game that is, like, one fourth of your entire lineups points for the whole fucking thing because he just scores so many points in the Super Bowl. Well, that's the key is it's actually not even a random three game sample. It's, it's way better than that because yeah. if you play Debo over CMC, it's, you have basically two outs to that hitting. You either have, they get upset and it's only a one game sample, which massively increases the chances that Debo scores CMC or they make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And then you get double points in the Super Bowl and so effectively, the first two games are two games, and the Super Bowl is two games. And even if he gets outscored in the first two games, if he outscores him in the Super Bowl by more, then he wins, even if he doesn't outscore him like in raw fantasy points overall. It's it's weird, but it's way more comfortable fading CMC than it is CeeDee Lamb, because at least the 49ers, like the hard part is, is once you fade CMC, you're not out of the woods because you then have to figure out even if you're correct that one of the 49ers skill players outscores yeah, you still don't you know which one. which one. Yeah. But it, it is it's it's comf- it's more comfortable doing that because you you do feel like you can catch up. Like if you get to the Super Bowl down 10 and you have IU yeah, or you're Debo so alive. or Kittle, you don't feel dead. Like you feel as though you're one 75-yard touchdown away from getting right back in the ball game. Whereas with Dallas, it's like CeeDee Lamb 
is the guy most likely to make an explosive play. And he's the guy most likely to project there on volume. And he's the most likely person to get there in a win. And he's the most likely person to get there in a loss. So it's like, as soon as he gets ahead of you, you feel like you can never catch up. Like you feel like you're the team who has like a good defense and no offense. And you can only win like a three, nothing football game. <laughs> if you're playing like Pollard and you're going into a fight with CD lamb, whereas with the 49ers, you feel alive throughout because they have that explosive ability. So I, I agree with you that Debo is a strong play and I'll, I'll probably mix it up a little bit between some of my other 49ers. Um, Cause I'm going to play a lot of teams in this, but um, Debo will be my preferred. I have three takes. Um, like main takes in this one is that I think that the Baltimore defense is a legitimately fantastic play. My reasoning for that is first off, um, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to be a strong play and I'll probably play him with the field, but I think yeah. that Zay flowers is like a uniquely terrible play in this tournament because his out to getting in your lineup is so specific. If they lose in round one, he becomes like nowhere close to the top two projecting one game losers, right? Like right. he all of a sudden projects way worse than the loser of Rams lions, way worse than the loser of chiefs dolphins, than like the Packers losers, like all that stuff. If they make the super bowl, he's drawing pretty much dead to outpace Lamar Jackson into the optimal. So or, you're or only even pathway outpaced likely given the scoring system. Right. So your only pathway to even having like a hope, of him being an optimal pick is them winning their first game and losing their second game, which is already kind of an inside straight. And then based on that, he now needs to outscore likely. And he probably needs to outscore likely, not just by raw points, but like by a decent margin, because now you have two game likely in a tight end field that is very weak in which a lot of tight ends um, are on pretty fragile teams. So you have all those concerns. And so I would say then, you know, people playing Zay just like by default. People are like, well, I'm not playing Lamar Jackson, and I'm not playing the Ravens, so I guess I'm playing Zay, um, which I think is bad. And I think of the teams that soft fade the Ravens, based on just reputation, people are gonna be like, oh, Justin Tucker. Like they're gonna they're right. gonna just overwhelmingly play the kicker over the defense. But if you think about the path of the Ravens, the defense is I think quite a strong play because if they lose to the Browns then you're you're laughing like your soft fade is the correct decision and whether it's the defense or the kicker is basically randomized but if they win your path to the defense is they've now won a game against joe flacco who have the highest pass rate on early downs of any team in the nfl since he's gotten in there yes so assuming that the ravens win Flacco's dropping back like 50 times in a game that he's losing so he's like gonna throw picks and the ravens defense is gonna put up a score in that scenario and then their next game is against Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is the single most likely quarterback in this whole tournament to both win a game and give up a very strong opposing defense score right. in the uh, same billion. game. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so the, you can easily see a scenario where like Flowers gets outscored by the Ravens defense in like a blowout Baltimore win where they just play great defense, sack Flacco, pick off Flacco and run the ball. And then where they lose to the Bills, but the Ravens defense still gets like 12 points and is able to keep up with Zay Flowers. So I think you have multiple outs for the Ravens D getting there in either a one game or a two game knockout, whereas Flowers will be like 10 times zoned and, and basically can only get there in a two game knockout scenario. So that would be take one. I won't spend as much time on the others, but I think Kelsey's a bad pick. So I think people are just going to force 
him into their tight end slot when they Pacheco and Rice are both very viable. Um, and they also could lose um, in round one. Um, and then I think uh, the Packers are going to go underplayed because people don't want to pick a loser in the Rams in the Lions game, but one of them right. will lose. Yes. And <laughs> it's, it's a very good, that's a very good point. Everyone wants both those teams to advance somehow. Right. And so it's like, once you remember that one of the Rams or the Lions will lose, then, then the, the loser that the loser, the team that loses their players are now in basically the same position that the Packers are in, which is the losing of team in a game with a 52 point total or whatever. The total on those two games is one point apart. So, but one of those teams is going to get played a skill player in like 85 to 90% of lineups. And one of those teams can have a skill player played in like 15, 20% of lineups. And I, I don't buy that the losing skill players for our, the Rams or the Lions are five times more likely to hit the optimal lineup than Aaron Jones and Jaden Reed are. So I think like the, the people are going to just gravitate towards the game that they're unsure who will win. But I think if you pick a winner in that game and fill out a bracket and say like one of these teams is losing and yes, easily Puka or Kyron or Amon Ra, whatever could get into the optimal um, for sure. And I'll play for some of those scenarios, but I think that it's also pretty reasonably likely that like Jaden Reed outscores them at um, like a fraction of the ownership. I mean, I do think like the Packers are certainly more likely to beat the Cowboys than the Steelers are to beat the bills, you know? Like, oh, for sure. The Cowboys choking in a uh, January playoff game is like tale as old as time. Actually, January 11th, when we are recording this, this is the anniversary of the Dez Cotted game where, oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think Jay, I actually think Jaden Reed, um, and, uh, picking another hard fade. I don't think hard fading the dolphins actually is, is the worst in no. the end. Yeah. I, I think that would, they would be the, the. My hard fade rankings would be Steelers, Packers, Dolphins, Buccaneers. That would be that would be my ranking of uh, of hard fades. Yeah, I mean that'd be my ranking like in a vacuum. But I would say like then relative to ownership, um, the Steelers are still number one. Like there's just other places I think we can find leverage. I don't need to find it with the Steelers. Correct. Uh, but then like I'll be. I just want to be. I think overweight on on fades of the Dolphins. Chiefs game generally because at least with the Lions Rams game you can say like yeah one of these teams will lose but there's also going to be 53 points scored and the loser has good players but the Dolphins and the Chiefs game it's like like if the Chiefs lose like it's those players are like quite unlikely to make the the optimal lineup as a week one loser like that offense sucks and right and Miami's implied team total is not good. Like I understand Tyreek Hill is is Tyreek Hill, but it's but zero, it's he could zero have degrees eight and for they're in... seventy two and zero in a loss, and then he's not in your lineup. Yeah, yeah. I I actually, I mean, you'd have to be. I don't think a chain at like point zero five percent or whatever. Like, and no one's clicking a chain. Nobody. No, they're not. I don't. I don't truly hate it. I might do one. I might I do one. It. Yeah, I might do yeah. one. Devin A. Chain. We'll All right. Room. Let's build a team. I'll let you take our quarterback. Uh, I'll let you choose yeah. your uh your you, you can choose the destiny of this team by making this <laughs> how, how mad will you be if I choose Patrick Mahomes? 
I think the so the issue with Pat is I literally think they could win the fucking Super Bowl with him averaging like 213 passing yards and 1.5 <laughs> passing touchdowns per game. Like the defense just smashes. They get like if they so they beat the Dolphins. Where's the shootout coming from? I guess the Bills, but the the Bills well, game they played wasn't even a shootout. I don't think they even need a shootout because the path is like I got into this argument online about the about Lamar, where it was like, well, will Lamar in three games, one of which is a Super Bowl, even outscore Allen in three games. But the thing is, Mahomes doesn't have to worry about that. They have to beat the Bills in round two. That's their yep. like that's their only reasonable path. So in a Mahomes Super Bowl, Allen only gets two games, Jackson only gets two games, Mahomes gets essentially five games. Yeah. And then unless you think the Eagles are meeting him in the Super Bowl. He's facing a quarterback who's probably getting outscored by his teammate anyway. And then he's in the optimal. So even if Mahomes is like useless for fantasy the entire playoffs, I think he still is the optimal he's quarterback by like, default. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of did the week off for Kelsey bring him back to the land of the living? Like, is he not going to be moving <laughs> like the tin man anymore? He did I for for whatever for whatever it is worth, I did listen to him talk this week a little bit, and he said. Basically, what he said was, I was feeling like shit, man. I did. Like, basically, he said, I did want to go out and get 1,000 yards. Like, I would have liked to have gone and get 15 yards to get 1,000 yards. But my body was just hurting. Like, it just, like, he was hurting. So, I do, I do, I don't think it's impossible that the week off was, like, pretty meaningful for him. And maybe, maybe he will return to the land of the living. I I wouldn't bet on it. I'm not going to be betting on it. But, it, you know. Maybe not the most surprising way, but we can take we can take Pat. I, All right, I, I'm I gonna, like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it just for for fun, um, for for content purposes. We'll do a Lamar and Allen in the next one, but uh, yeah, I'm taking okay. Pat Mahomes. All right, so we're already a little bit weird, so we can just take McCaffrey then, right? Yeah, we absolutely can, and we can just take Kyron too, right? No, no reason, no reason not not to. Sure, we can take Kyron. Just on that. Again, just thinking about like pivot things, you could do Kyron or you could do Jameer Gibbs and Cooper Cup versus Kyron and Amon Ross St. Brown and get like you're you're in you're in like you're you're at like trading at like 500x leverage on the field there and when you go to go build your DFS lineup on Sunday morning, the difference in the projections between those two is going to be like. 0.8 0.8 points in that 2v2 or oh, whatever. Yeah. My my one take on the Rams and the Lions game is I think if you were to oh I won't say I have none, but I would say you should avoid um having very many Amon Ra and Kyron together lineups. Like it's gonna be a way over owned combination relative to how often that's actually the best way to play that game. So I, I think like I'll have Kyron lineups and I'll have Amon Ra lineups, but I, I will have very few Kyron plus. Well, Amon-Ra this lineups. this is this probably is going to be one. Uh, what other line? I guess we could do Gibbs in the flex. We could do uh, well. I, I'm not afraid of playing the Lions kicker or whatever. Sure. All right. So we have got Mahomes, McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, McCaffrey, and Kyron. I mean, that's 50 percent of teams right there. Maybe more. Honestly, yeah. just like those those two actually combined together. All right, we are now to the wide receivers. Well, we're gonna get different eventually, but we're not getting different yet. Uh, we'll play. We're taking CD. Yeah, I I think I I probably could play 
30 teams before I start thinking about not taking CD because your your one path is a Cowboys Super Bowl or a Cowboys NFC Championship loss to the 49ers and Dak has thrown one touchdown to the fullback, one to Pollard, uh, two to Brandon Cooks, one to Jake Ferguson. You know, he's got eight passing touchdowns, all the idiots, and and CD only has like like uh, 18 receptions in three games or something, which is just like it's never happening. You know, you I yeah. I am not gonna live, I'm not gonna live enough lifetimes to realize the expected value of fading CD Lamb. A hundred percent. Um, also the way we started this team, there's now already three fades that I'm pretty committed to. So I'm going to try and lead you there by force. Um, and the way that I'm going to do that is by playing, uh, Jaden Reed for my next pick. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, so I think Jaden Reed is pretty interesting. Obviously he's got an insane one game ceiling. I do. I think it's very possible that the Packers win this game. I I'm pretty impressed by Jordan love. I like way oh, dude, he's good. <laughs> I, and I was like kind of laughing at the it. idea of him. Yeah. Being good. Yeah. Jordan love bear. Yeah. He, he is. He, so like, I obviously he's not like, you know, he's not Mahomes, Allen hurt. Like he's not one of these guys who just like commands everything. And you're like, he's always going to make the right throw or right decision. But he does. He just throws the ball deep, and like Flacco, yeah. Jaden, or Flacco, Jordan Love, and C.J. Stroud are like the only passers in the NFL right now who just like trust themselves to throw a deep ball. And I think it's why they're all of these teams are having success that's unexpected. Agreed. Yeah. All right, back all right. to you for two here. All right, we got Jaden Reed. Um, I'm gonna take AJ Brown. I'm gonna take AJ okay. Brown, and. If we're if we're taking Pat, I I think we can fade the Dolphins on this team. Um, now, well, we'll 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 see. Well, you know, because we still probably want to fade. Uh, we still probably want to fade the Steelers. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, I'll I'll take AJ Brown and I will take Diggs. I do think FFPC scoring. Uh, close your ears, Liam. I I think we could do Cook or Kincaid as our bill. Um, yeah, I think it's if, if if you don't because like one Stephon Diggs sucks. When's the last time Stephon Diggs had a good game? I literally don't remember. Last week he was fine. Was he? Did he have 100 yards last week? I'm not sure if he had 100 yards. He should have had like 170 yards if Josh Allen could have hit him. If Josh Allen could have hit him. Okay, I I actually just for my own edification I need to look this up. The last okay no he did. Uh, the last time he had 100 yards was in week. Jesus Christ was in week six. Oh man. <laughs> and the last time he scored a touchdown was the overtime loss to Philadelphia. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Yeah. So I think, I think the, uh, and James Cook, I mean, we have already seen a single game giga ceiling from James Cook. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we could take, we could take, we'll take, we'll take digs here. So this is pretty chalky, right? Okay. Now. So read out our lineup here. Cause we got two more picks and a tight end and then we have our fade. So I think I know where I want to go here, but read it out All for right. me here. We are at Mahomes, a quarterback, McCaffrey and Kyron, a running back, Jaden Reed, CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs and AJ Brown. So pretty chalky outside of Mahomes and Reed. Okay, so um, I think that's fine. So I'm gonna do. Okay, I think well, I think I know with this lineup where we're going at tight end, um, and we're gonna be fading 
Miami in some capacity. We're going to be fading the Steelers in some capacity because, of course. Yeah. I think it is heavily to our benefit to do the Ravens defense play in this lineup because Mahomes' Super Bowl equity becomes infinitely better if we leave ourselves open to the possibility that they don't play the Ravens in the third round. Yeah. Um, that, that works for me. And then that would leave our fourth fade as either the Texans, because I think we're pretty clearly playing in Joku in this lineup. Um or the because our other options at tight end would be Kate Otten or Brock Wright at this point. So. Or, or or Laporta. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, you want to talk about your brain being 19 sizes too big. It would be playing <laughs> Laporta for a Lions Super Bowl run where he doesn't play the first week and then smashes the next three games at like you might be in the two hundred dollar. I bet Laporta is on like five total teams. Like period. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. So given given the chalky nature of this lineup, uh, I think I'm going to force this into one more uncomfortable fade in addition to the Ravens. So I'm going to pick um, Mike Evans and Nico Collins. Mike Evans, a wide receiver, and Nico Collins, a wide receiver. So we have so this tight leaves end, you tight end, tight end, kicker, kicker and defense. Um so your your options here i don't i i definitely don't hate isaiah likely but i am gonna i am gonna do uh i am gonna do njoku that gives us uh two games of scoring out of either nico or njoku both who have you, know, you one of those games could turn nuclear could could have both of them i don't think houston cleveland will be all that high scoring but yeah you know, you never know. One one Nico Collins 80 yard bomb away, one uh fourth and one fake handoff to Kareem Hunt that turns into a an uncovered and Joku 45 yard touchdown. So we've got kicker in defense. I think we do the Ravens at defense. I, I'm not not fading the not no hard fading the Ravens entirely. No, no way am I Correct. gonna get there. So we are down at kicker to um Detroit, yeah, I think it's... Pittsburgh, or Miami. Uh, I would just go with Detroit. Yeah. Easy. Boom. All right. Mahomes, McCaffrey, Kyron, Jaden Reed, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Nico Collins, David Njoku, Detroit kicker, Baltimore defense. So a lot of chalk here, right? Obviously, McCaffrey, Kyron, CeeDee, A.J. Brown, Diggs, Evans, Nico. But some super non-chalk in Jaden Reed and, and Mahomes. I mean, I would stand by this lineup being the appropriate amount of fades in that like we're we're playing a lot of chalk pieces, but like the combinatorial ownership of no Ravens skill player plus Mahomes plus no Lions skill player plus Jaden Reed is like not going to be high. Like, and I, and I don't think that you have to get crazy off the board when you're starting from a Patrick Mahomes lineup. Like if we do, I assume we'll do a more conventional quarterback in our second lineup. That's up to you. But if we do, then we'll probably need to get a little bit crazier with some of the skill players. But like, I think when you start from the premise of we're playing Mahomes and we're playing no players from the team with the best record in the NFL, like you can, you can play. You you could actually argue, you could actually argue this team might be too far away from optimal, right? The combination of no St. Brown, no Tyreek Hill, 
and playing a Packer is like you that's a very, very narrow part of the of the game tree that we're in. I mean, I don't I'm not even saying it's bad, but you could make that argument. All right. Pulling All right. Up. You're starting us off at the quarterback here, right? Yes. We and we are gonna take one Mr. Lamar Jackson at uh at quarterback. Well, Lamar All right, least... guy, guy's pretty good. He is great. Okay, so these are the running backs. Uh, I will, I will not close the door on CMC entirely, but I'll certainly open it for you to take Debo if you wish. Um, so I yes. will do, uh, I will take James Cook, and I'll take wow. Jameer Gibbs. James Cook and Jameer Gibbs. All right, we are we are starting. We are starting in a in an abnormal, uh, in an abnormal way. Um. I, I prefer Pacheco to Cook by a lot, but I mean we could we could still play Pacheco we could still play Pacheco in this lineup. Um, not you know, running back running back at the flex, you know, really honoring our our FFPC boomer uh, roots there. Uh, all right, I will then a wide receiver take Debo Samuel, and I will take because we don't have Kyron on this team either. Damn. All right, I'm gonna take. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Puka. Uh, so we are nice. gonna we are we are this this is a this is a weirdo fucking team this combination of no CMC no Kyron and Debo and Poo I mean that is a this is a weirdo team this is this is pretty far off the uh, the optimal build. All right, so I'm trying to think this through now. Um, I will select. Um. Okay, well, first I'm going to get us back on the rails and feeling good about ourselves here by taking C.D. Lamb. Um, And then I will... It's a tough spot. This is a tough, this is a weird, this is a weirdo spot because you want to, you want to just click St. Brown and then you're like, I I got Gibbs already. It's too late. Yeah, that's true. Um, All right, I will... Uh, all right, I'm not going to do anything too weird. So I'll just take Lamb and Mike Evans. Lamb, Mike Evans. All right, so we are now at a McCaffrey fade. We are at a... We don't have a Dolphin yet. We don't have yeah. an Eagle yet. We don't have a Texan. We don't have a Brown. We don't have a Chief. You know what? I'm going to take... I am going to do it. I'm going to take... Uh, I am going to take Isaiah Pacheco in our flex spot. I Pacheco in all of these contests, any format, best ball, FFPC, NFL. He is my favorite play. Period. Straight up. I, I think Isaiah Pacheco with McKinnon out, and there was a report yesterday he's probably not coming back. Yeah. Um, at all, even if they do make the Super Bowl, I think you're looking at. 16 carries, four targets, a monopoly of the goal line work, like. And the team, this is like a team that wants to run the ball now, you know, right. which is, which is so bizarre. And, and Chiefs sure. running backs always score. I mean, just think about it in your head. Like oh, Daryl, so well. Daryl, Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, Damian Williams, Jarek McKinnon, <laughs> Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Like they've all had they, like the, in the Mahomes era chiefs have just had unbelievable playoff performances from their, I think, I think the difference is, is the playoffs used to be when they would stop fucking around 
And the reason why Pacheco has been scoring so many points for the last month and, and Clyde when he was in was because they had to stop fucking around in the regular season because they were losing all these games. Um, yeah. All right, so got- Originally, I envisioned this as a Rasheed Rice lineup. And then, like, after hearing you wax about Pacheco when I took James Cook, I was like, oh, I can't do this to him. I got to let him. I got to let him get his third I mean, running just back look, in Really here. think about it, though. Think about in your memory. Think about all the Chiefs running back fantasy points you have seen score in the playoffs. It's fucking ridiculous. They just, oh, they just go nuts. I, the whatever year that was, the Damian Williams year. 20. Like 20. No, 2019. Yeah. Like that was like that was one of the best years of playoffs DFS I've ever had. And 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 then my like only common thread between that entire playoff run was just like, I'm playing hundred percent Damian Williams every week and I'm going to profit. And, and it was great. It was the best. He should have won. He should have won <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. Never, never forget. He was robbed of a uh, Super Bowl MVP so that we could build up the myth of, uh, of Patrick Mahomes. All right. So we are now, we got a flex. We got a tight end. We got a kicker and a defense. Um, okay. So I'm actually, I'm going to get weird on you. I'm going to select right. Dallas Goddard, the tight end. Okay. I'm going to fill okay. Dallas Goddard in our, our, I think he's an obvious beneficiary of Devonta Smith being banged up and yeah. would obviously be if somehow AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are both not playing. Um, Dallas Goddard might see 14 targets against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. So this means we have the, we have a player in the Eagles and Bucks game and we have a player in the Rams and Lions game. So with our last yes. flex, I believe that means we now have to pick a Brown or a Texan, correct? Uh, the we the teams we That's have the only no game we don't have anybody from. We got we got a flex, a kicker, and a defense left with the Browns, Dolphins, Texans, Steelers, and Packers left available. Right. Okay. Okay. So then I will take. Uh, I'll take Amari Cooper. Um, and I will take, um, I'll take Amari Cooper and I'll take Anders Carlson. Anders Carlson. Wow. So we both, we both do kind of like, uh, we both do kind of like the Green Bay Packers to, to maybe be drawing live in that game. I mean, they well, really if they're, are. If they're drawing live in that game, I don't want their, their I don't want their kicker. I, I just, uh. I don't know the hard fade, the soft fade. Like it seems, see, it's it's. I would always like some of these. Some people I think play this like where they're just like, oh, like I'm more sure the Packers are going to lose than I am sure the Eagles are going to lose, or or never mind. We have an Eagle in this game, but like I'm more sure the Packers are going to lose than the Dolphins are going to lose. So I guess I'll play Jason Sanders. But like, well, you're not deriving anything from that. Like if the Dolphins win you're showing up with Jason Sanders against the field full of Tyree Hill teams. Like you've already lost. So like, I, I just don't see the point. Like at that point in time, like just, just like, you know, not up and fade the dolphins like a real man and, and play Andrews Carlson. Who's going to have like less ownership. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we now have to pick a defense and uh, yeah, I will take, we'll take the Houston defense. They, they, they get to go up against Joe Flacco, who I, I think since he took over, they lead the NFL in first down pass rate over expected. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's just amazing. Joe, shout out, shout out Joe Flacco. Um, yeah, really, really beautiful. Made, so, made all that guaranteed money for Deshaun Watson. And as soon as he got Flacco, he was like, now we can sling it. Now we can rip it. <laughs> so this team, Lamar, James Cook, Jameer Gibbs, Puka Nakua, Debo Samuel, Isaiah Pacheco, 
Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dallas Goddard, Green Bay kicker, Houston defense with a hard fade on the Dolphins and the Steelers. Again, this team, no St. Brown, no Tyreek Hill, no McCaffrey. Might again, might might be a bit might be a bit too far off the beaten path, but like I don't know. It's kind of fun to build teams far off the beaten path and you just don't know. You just don't know just, what you, you need. You just don't know. Yeah, you really we, we lived a little. Yeah, we did. We this this one is <laughs> uh this one is living a little. All right, man. We are gonna go ahead and get out of here. What uh can the people find on thinking about thinking right now? Well, right now you can find um content for the FFPC playoff challenge. So if you enjoy this podcast and you want to check it out, I released last night my team by team breakdowns. I put um, my projected highest owned player on every team, my favorite leverage player on every team, and I talk through um, some of the main strategic points of how I'm constructing my lineup. So you can check that out. I also did a beginner's guide to this tournament the previous week. Um, and then I'll have my updated dynasty rankings for the off season uh, next week. Um, so that'll be, that's the main uh, things this week. Oh, and I really, over I really need TAT. to do that. I really need to do that. Cause I have some leagues where I need to start trading like immediately where I I've got teams that I have a team that just won the championship that was down to, um, Trevor Lawrence and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback in the final week. Oh. So I, I gotta get, I gotta get moving on some of those. So there we go. Updated dynasty ranking soon. Make sure that you guys are reading, thinking about thinking, and, uh, we will be back whenever later guys. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.